one preseason game in the books, another strong week of practice for Jacksonville, a couple days here. And then, of course, a trip to Detroit to both practice against the Lions and then take them on coming up this Saturday in preseason game number two. Rick Bowie alongside Hayes Carline. Hayes, an exciting first week as far as the game was concerned. Uh, saw a lot of good performances with a lot of young players. Uh, we'll get into that, but let's also say hello to our sponsor. Yeah, appreciate Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Give my good buddy John Spicklemeyer a call, 471-7155. I've known John since we were in high school. Fantastic guy, and he can save you a lot of money on your car insurance like he has myself. Uh, again, just give him a call. Have him look at your policy. He'll either say you got a great policy, don't change anything, or he'll be able to help you. So uh, don't be paying too much for your car insurance. Give him a call, 471-7155. Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. And yeah, Rick, I mean, I, I thought thought it was a uh, you know a good good first outing obviously Dallas sat 25 guys so that's going to skew things but uh, but yeah I thought it was a productive first step it seems like uh, today's first practice in Detroit went well for the Jaguars a lot of good there and uh, you know it, it's interesting to see sort of the the environment as we get closer to the opener we've got uh, Anthony Richardson announced as the starter, so that's who the Jaguars will see uh, game one in Indy. And uh, Jadavion Clowney visiting the Jaguars. What did you make of that? You know, it's a, it's a really interesting move. Um, you know, there's so much about his attitude. He's not a team player. The Cleveland Browns set him home the final weekend of the year. They thought that they were doing too much to uh, showcase uh, Miles Garrett, who Obviously, is a is a if he stays at this rate, Miles Garrett's going to be a Hall of Famer. But it just felt like it was a real bad year for Jadavian Clowney. He's only had 14 sacks in the last four years, only two a season ago. Uh, but I think put in the right position, you know, I think he can help. I, I've gone back and I've done a little bit of uh, reading and look at some numbers. He's not as good against the run as I envisioned, I, I still think he can set the edge, but if he comes here, this is going to be a situation where you're going to ask him to basically flip the switch and, and try to get back to what he was a couple of years ago. So if he becomes a snap count guy, can he give you 20, 22, 24 plays a game? And can he create some pressure and, and, uh, and hopefully get some sacks I'm not as concerned about him not being a team player or a good man or whatever that may be. If so, they don't sign him. I think they'll see through that. But if they do bring him in, just the way that this culture has changed and how he's coming to a winning scenario with an opportunity to reignite his career, I I think for all those reasons, if the money's okay – yeah, I'd take a flyer on this guy and see what he can give you. Yeah, and also I think it's it's interesting, the Jaguars, and look, we've been critical of, of Trent Baalke, Doug Peterson, when it comes to this, of, of, you know, they've sort of been steadfast and we have the answers in our building. You know, yes, we've lost Arden Key to free agency. Yes, Dewan Smoot is, is going to be coming off an Achilles, uh, but we're not going to devote a lot of free agent draft capital to it. They drafted Yasir Abdullah in the fifth round, who did have a sack uh, Saturday, which was good to see. Again, it, it's against a, a guy that probably isn't going to be on Dallas's 53, but nonetheless, a good sign. Uh, but they've been very stubborn, I would say. Uh, and so I thought it was really interesting, the timing of it, because it almost to me seemed like a little bit of a message being sent. I don't know how serious they are about signing Jadavion Clowney, uh, you know, but but why would you bring him in 
unless there's a at least a modicum of interest. But I also think, look, that's going to get out. And so I think it sends a really strong message to Caleb on chase on of, look, you know, we've talked you up all offseason. Uh, it's time to start, you know, showing showing a little bit more. So I, I'm intrigued to see what happens uh, with it. Again, I think it's unlikely that he ends up being a Jaguar. But I, I think I think this could be a, a, as much of a send a message visit as an actual kick the tires on a veteran. That's a good point. And, you know, I was talking about it earlier in the week. I, I, uh, I watched the broadcast and on the NFL network, I went back and saw the majority of the Dallas Cowboys uh, television broadcast where you, where you get a different perspective because they're talking about obviously the Dallas players, but Hayes, I don't even see Caleb on Jason. I mean, yeah. I don't even remember him doing one thing in this game on Saturday. And it's about really the only guy I can think of that if you would ask me about, I have no comment on. He he just I didn't see anything. So yeah, I'm really concerned. It, it feels like everyone there is in his corner. Everyone there is telling Jaguar fans and and you know going through the media to deliver the message that this guy has got it. This guy has turned the corner. He's going to be a contributor. I haven't seen it in practice. Again, I didn't even see him in that first game against the Dallas Cowboys. So you know, I I, I still think it's arguably the biggest worry that I would have with this football team, although they are getting more pressure inside. I know yesterday you talked with Fatakase after practice. I talked with Devon Hamilton after practice. It seems like that interior defensive line is getting better. And some of these young guys are, are creating a little bit of havoc, but I almost wonder if it becomes trying to force this this year by out scheming your opponent is Jacksonville going to be more aggressive. We saw the blitz by Andre Cisco. They had four sacks on Saturday night. Is that going to be what Peterson and, and Mike Caldwell try to do this year? Understanding, okay, we've got a, an okay defensive line as far as a pass rush, but we're going to be able to get home by sending guys from different parts of the defense. Yeah, absolutely. What what'd you make of the the battle at nickel from what, what we've seen, not just in, in Dallas, but just throughout camp? Uh, how, how do you assess where we are at the nickel spot? I'm a big fan of Gregory Jr. You know, I, I, I really am. I know he got beat uh, during practice yesterday. Uh, it was either Monday or Tuesday. He got beat on a long one uh, by Calvin Ridley. But, um, you know, it's it's not personal when it comes to Trey. Herndon, I just, um, you know, I just don't think he can cover anymore. And I, I think that job has been won uh, by by Gregory Jr. You know, he was involved in, in obviously two takeaways, which was very important, one on special teams. Uh, but I want to say that on 20 snaps, he was only targeted once and it was an incomplete pass. So where I'm at right now, and this is a great story, I'm going with the second year man who last year at this time did not make the team, came back and was on the practice squad. But that's where I'm going. I think he's won this job outright. How about you? Yeah, it's really interesting because I th- I would go with Gregory Jr. as well. But what I find so interesting, and this is why I hinted it at Anthony Richardson starting week one, is I almost think for the opener, I would start Herndon. And I'll tell you why. Because shame on Mike Caldwell if he calls one single man coverage in the opener against Anthony Richardson. And I know that is not the world that we live in in the NFL. You don't do anything 100% of the time. This is a 51-49% league where you don't want to have tendencies. But I don't know how. 
and facing that player in his debut, you would even show him man coverage on a single snap when you know that as soon as your defensive backs turn to run down the field, he is going to take off. And that's the only way you lose this game. The only way you lose this game is if you allow Anthony Richardson to break some big runs. If you make him read zone for the entire game, he can't do it. He didn't show any sign of being able to do it at Florida. There's no reason to think he's going to be able to do it now in his NFL debut. So if you're going to play zone all game, I'd almost rather have Herndon because he's smart. He's sa- you know, you're, you're not going to have a, a blown assignment. Uh, he's a physical player. So if, if Richardson does decide to run, uh, you know, he, I think he's a good tackler. So it, I'm, I'm at a kind of a crossroads. I want it to be Gregory Jr., but because of the week one matchup, I might lean to it being Herndon because as far as I'm concerned, those Jaguars linebackers and defensive backs, they should be in zone all game just reading Anthony Richardson. Well, that's a fair point. And there's no question that Trey Herndon is a much better slot, uh, you know, nickelback than he is anything that is man-to-man. And, and he can, you know, he's a smart football player. He's a good football player. He just, he, he can't cover the way that he once uh, did. And yeah, that that's going to be an interesting set of circumstances. I mean, maybe Gregory Jr. doesn't get uh, any playing time or much at all. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it ends up being a game like that. Um, where Antonio Johnson gets a, a couple of packages. And we saw that, you know, he let, for what it's worth, he led Jacksonville in tackles on Saturday night. He had five solo tackles, eight overall, but they used him again in multiple positions. They had him at safety. They had him uh, playing in the slot, which he did obviously at Texas A&M. It, albeit it was for the most part a, a different defensive scheme than what Mike Caldwell does run. Yeah, this sets up perfectly – for Jacksonville. I mean, trying to figure out what Anthony Richardson's going to do in the NFL. No one knows at this particular time. He's so athletically gifted and apparently he's worked really hard, which is a credit to him, but you got to love the Jaguars chances here lining up against this team that is totally rattled. They got an owner who's way, 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 way uh, out in both left and right field uh, at this particular (laughs) time. Uh, You've got, you know, your best player, Jonathan Taylor, who's AWOL, he's back in. He's got an ankle. He's on AWOL. You know, maybe their second-best player, uh, the great offensive lineman uh, they have, uh, the left pa- uh, left guard. How can I even think of his name? Uh, Quentin right Nelson. Now. Uh, yeah, Quentin Nelson. I know they had, like, a, a year uh, last season that was totally against the norm for him. So it feels like that's kind of a sinking ship. So to get this rookie right out of the gate, you got to love this opportunity for Jacksonville. And I, I see the line went from three and a half to four. If you're a gamer, I get on that one now because I wouldn't be surprised if in the next three weeks you see this thing go to, you know, maybe five, five and a half points before the opener. I think it's a great call. I think it's a, it's a, it, it's a hard bet week one on the road divisional game, but boy, you have to like the Jaguars giving the four. And I do agree that that's only going to go up. All right. I want to thank John Spicklemeyer before we get out of here. Uh, 471-7155. Again, for all your car insurance needs, give my buddy John Spicklemeyer a call and let him go to work for you. He can save you hundreds of dollars like he has me. 471-7155, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. You can get me on Twitter, at Hayes Carlion. Rick, sign us out, and uh, how can the folks get a hold of you? Yeah, get a hold of me as well. Blue 1010XL 
on Twitter. Send us your comments, a quick one right now, but we got much more to come in the future when we talk to you about death, taxes, and Duval. 